Hello, everybody, and welcome to the year's end episode of Super Black. We are your host, Carl. And I'm Dan. And today we're going to be talking about Into the Spider-Verse featuring Miles Morales and another and other colorful Spider-Men and women's Dan. Well, yes. How did you like your general reaction to Into the Spider-Verse? Wow. Uh there are many occasions I sat in that movie and was like, wow. It's either wow, they went there, wow, they did that, wow, that is beautiful. Wow, I'm hearing Black Alicious in, in, in the soundtrack. So yeah, wow, all around. Very, very much so. Very I enjoyed it quite a bit. Let's tackle it uh piece by piece. The art style. What are your general reactions to the art style of Into the Spider-Verse? Very unique, I would say. It was beautiful. It down to the colors, like it was never boring. Like no scene was even when they introduced um Spider-Man Noir, like the black and white was still very stylistic, still very beautifully done. The caliber of artists they got to put together this movie from head to toe shows. Yeah, it, it, I, I feel I feel like they they took a route that was very different than any other animated film out there it was very much how do we bring a comic book to life so there was lots of hard blacks uh lots of what is it um the halftone patterns kind of stippled throughout mm. lots of uh kind of i don't know the, the the 3d transitions were very stylized I, I don't know the proper term for it, but it was all very well put together i don't know it was just it was great mm. and it really evoked a comic book feel from, you know, the way the characters were drawn to the way they moved to their, you know, to the environment when like the thought bubbles were popping up. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was just uh, very uniquely stitched together. Yeah. Um, even down to like, for, even down to the attention paid to per character, like Miles Morales, like I was sitting there taking all that in. It's like, yes, the lines are there. Um, the, the stippling is there, but even down to getting the texture of his hair right on screen amazed me. I thought it was it's like beautiful. The attention, even down to the attention paid to New York in itself, where I was watching this and, and spoilers beforehand, uh, there's a scene that takes place at Aunt May's house, right? And I'm looking at that house from the outside and the inside is like, I know where that house is. I know where those houses are. The cemetery, the cemeteries of Spider-Man. I was like, I know exactly where that is. You know, the it, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, and it it really the atmosphere that it evoked, like all the kind of the color transitions that happened throughout, the way the color and uh, the blacks are used to evoke uh, some sort of emotion. They coupled the art style with the music very well, like the, mm -hmm. as miles does something and like let's say his spider sense will go off like the music will like emote and so will them the the colors on screen like they'll kind of vibe and, and shuffle and, and kind of move give that mm -hmm. kind of wavy aura that you see in comics they really bring that to life with color i think it's a it was really it was really beautiful it was a really absolutely. beautiful cascade of colors in there absolutely um I mean, I don't necessarily know what more to say about the oh no, the art style. Like it even down to the 
the characters themselves. Like when they were in that Spider-Man uniform, they all had a different line weights, a different shading to them, the different way they moved. And it's even down to when Miles puts on his 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 suits, his actual suits, the, the way he moved was different from Peter Parker, the way he looked, the line weight of that character. It was, I mean, so we're going to sit here and gush. I mean, I, I guess we have to throw in at least one negative thing from here and there, but I can't point put my hands on it just yet. But it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I'm probably going to say that for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Fine. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll take that as a, a nice jumping off point to the portion story. The story revolving around sort of the birth of Miles Morales as Spider-Man in mm. his universe and kind of the 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 kind of glimpse at other universes, uh, one being Peter Parker's, uh, you know, main timeline universe, which I think is ours. Mm. Uh, and then there's, you know, the noir, there's uh, Pig, the Pig Spider-Man, Spider-Ham. And then uh, was it Penny Penny Parker? Yes, Penny Parker. The anime uh, kind of almost Overwatch diva esque uh, <laughs> mech that she drives. Mm-hmm. Um, but mo- most and uh, Spider Gwen, of course, you can't forget her. She's kind of the third lead in this movie. But it all centers around making Miles the Spider Man that his universe needs. What did you think of the way? the the movie portrayed Miles' story and kind of his growth from this, you know, kid full of swag into Spider-Man. It was the classic hero story, but told in a way that you didn't really care. Um, the, the, the writers did a really good job of telling a stripped-down story but at the same time, giving it this emotional weight throughout. Because um, there were so many, you know, it, it moved very, very quickly from point A to point B. But they always gave you the right amount of information to keep you moving forward. And watching Miles go from, like you said, this, you know, um, coming into himself teenage with a lot of swag, you know, um, people known throughout the neighborhood, super intelligent, to watching his world kind of implode on it very, very quickly and him trying to find himself again, but through this new responsibility and new identity, like there were many, many times, like the relationships around him helped him push him along as a character, helped explain his world a lot better. And, you know, we could, we could do a, like a deep dive into this and, picked certain things out down to the relationship between Miles and his father, which was beautiful. His relationship with even Gwen Stacy, which took a turn that I actually appreciated. You know, a lot of people were thinking, like, oh, they're going to get together. It's like, no. You know, where they ended up was actually really satisfying. Throughout, like, the entire thing was just satisfying. Yeah, I I agree with the, I'm glad they didn't go down the obvious route with that relationship. But also, I could appreciate the the storytelling of a teenager kind of coming into their own and then kind of the bumps along the re- along the way uh especially his relationship with his uncle and uh the way that kind of all 
culminates in his relationship with his mentor, Peter Parker, where he ends up becoming kind of a mentor to Peter as well. It's just, there are a lot of nice twists and turns in the story that sort of highlight Miles's uh, powers and his, his shortcomings, which are, you know, pretty, they're, they're, they're quite a bit, like he has a lot to, to overcome and he does, they don't do it in the classic, like crazy montage, got to, you know, going to do a bunch of stuff and now I'm perfect. It's, it's very slow going mm-hmm. and, and human of him to kind of just be like, I, this is not a thing that I know how to do. And I wish you guys could teach me more. And they're all just kind of on the clock. Basically all the other Spider-Men are on the clock to do, to get this certain thing done and mm-hmm. they don't have the time to help him. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Say, say, which is understandable, even down to the introduction, like, you know, Penny, uh, Penny Parker, Spider-Man Noir, um, and not even Spider-Girl, but like this, and Spider-Ham, like they were, at, say, I felt as if they were add-ons, but like they were there for, like they're there for a reason to, sh- um, show Miles his potential and what he can be, um, you know, and they helped for this, like it, they help add to the narration. Like they, they didn't feel forced, but like the reason I brought that up is because with Miles, with Spider Gwen, um, even down to Kingpin, you know, the story was so good in giving you quick shots of this person's life and having you understand their motives. So, like just forget the origins, but why they're doing what they're doing. Um, and I thought that was really, like you know, I thought it was a really good narrative uh, device. Because there's so many other stories, like uh, I can go back to the recent Harry Potter movie, where they were trying to tell this thick, condensed story, but the only way they learned how to do it was people standing in a room and just telling each other what they need to do next or where this is going. Exposition, and, exposition dumps. Exactly, like just big exposition dumps. And this movie found a very good way of throwing all this stuff at you, but making and not making you roll your eyes at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I mean there were, you know, a couple exposition points, but they they mask it with good dialogue. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I saw the exposition points where I was like, okay, you know, it's not as blatant as let's say if you ever seen out anyone out there, the the Dark Knight movie with Bane and uh whoever the guy is who hired Bane, that guy in every movie, that British guy is the exposition <laughs> dump. Mm-hmm. He was in a Ready Ready Player One, and he did the same thing. Like it's, I feel like they hire him because he just says exposition. Those are the only lines he gets. <laughs> so he just explains people's roles directly to them, mm-hmm. which makes no sense to me. He does it in every movie, but they don't do that in Spider Verse. Is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to get at. Uh, yeah, they, it's very seamless, um, very funny, very uh, heartwarming dialogue. It's like the story's told really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know who was your favorite Spider-Man. The oldest Peter Parker. The, uh, uh, Peter J. Parker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Peter B. Parker. Sorry, Peter B. Parker. Yeah. F- uh, fat, fat Parker. It, f- was he really fat? He's, you know. he's pretty fat. <laughs> uh. <laughs> they, yeah, he was round mm. for a Spider-Man. He was, he was round in the belly, but that's like a, that, like that's my goal body right there. Let's face it. Oh man, that's yeah, okay. yeah, 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 sure, yeah. I'm not gonna shit on your goals. I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm not gonna be that guy. Yeah, live your you live your your dream life, man. Mm. But, <laughs> say, but say, I say, I, I feel as if that character, as much as I love love Miles, 
I got a sense of his story a lot better. Like, because Miles, like, we've, we've been there, done that. We've been there and been Miles Morales, that teenager, you know, trying to be sure-footed, you know, a little insecure, you know, coming through the cracks every now and then. But now we have Peter Parker where you've done those things. You've you've traveled those routes and you've made a couple of bad turns here and there and you kind of like ho-hum, you know, and... I felt for him. I felt for that character. And it's like understanding and understanding at the end that he still had potential. He just didn't realize it. Yeah. He's been around the block multiple times. Uh, they, I love the device where they kind of introduce each spider person the same way. It was like, uh, you've heard let, this. Let's do this one more time. I'm the only Spider-Man or whatever. And they kind of did it with him. And it just echoes the, the, the dead Spider-Man. But his, mm-hmm. like, oh. his, his, like, I didn't die, and I kept going, and everything fell apart because this was my life. And it, it was it was kind of following the natural route of Spider-Man, where he's like, he's destined to be alone because his life is uh, complicated, and he has to kind of protect his family from, you know, his enemies and whatnot. He's the, he's the version of Spider-Man that uh, he's always afraid of, that mm, yes. where, where he's just like... Yes, I have to protect Aunt May and I have to protect this. And it li- literally, she died. Aunt May dies. Mary Jane leaves him. He just becomes this kind of shell of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees in Miles, he's just like, oh, hey, kid, you know, I, I understand what you're going through. But, you know, I'm not the best person to to tell you what to do because it didn't mm-hmm. work out great for me, which is in direct contrast to the first Spider-Man, Peter mm-hmm. B. Parker, Peter J. Yeah. Parker. Yeah. So they were like, what? 18 years apart or something like that they were like they were a good decade a decade and a half apart from each other so nothing ever says that that peter and i'm going to call that the somewhat ultimate universe you know nothing keeps him from getting to that point he's just not there yet yeah he's on he's on the same path but he's one you know they always say you know you're one decision away from being me exactly He's, he's that guy but i think he actually is further along not running into those Peter Parker, the Peter, the other Peter's problems mm-hmm. because he had his stuff together. Like he had yes. his own bat layer. He had <laughs> spider branded <laughs> cars. He had uh, every, uh, here's a um, Easter egg for people who probably didn't notice it, but in the shed, the spider shed, as it were, there was this uh, multitude of Spider-Man outfits akin to Iron Man suits uh, there. Every one of those suits, or at least a good majority of those suits, show up in the PlayStation 4 video game. And <laughs> Wait, the, even, though, even though with the cape? No, the cape one was a different one. Uh, okay, okay. A, a, a good majority of them actually do show up. And the, the main story PlayStation 4 suit is there uh, pretty front and center oh, with the yes, big yes. white spider. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, he got all those suits. He has all the gear. He has kind of the all the tech set up. Um, Aunt May knows he's Spider Man. Like his life is together. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the wrong turn was the moment where Kingpin killed him. So oh yeah. So his so I- his life ended early, but he got more done in terms of being Spider Man. It seems. Yeah. It's like like, I, I I was wondering. Sorry, I'm sorry to cut across you. Um, I was wondering, like, I understand this is like the uh, it's going to take a, a, a piece of the ultimate universe, right? But I w- it's like, are they going to show Spider Man die on like on camera? And I was surprised. I was really surprised when that happened. Um, and that kind of took me aback for a quick second. 
Um, yeah, it was it was a it was a, a bold choice to actually show well show quote unquote well uh, yeah depict uh, a very prominent superhero dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean that is part of Miles Morales' story, right? It's like he he witnesses the actual Spider Man dying, and then he has to become that Spider Man. So it was actually like, well, uh, it was well done. Yeah. Um, the one the one thing it's like. The attention to detail was kind of crazy for me. You know, once again, I, I, not once again, but I went to the movies and I was set, sitting by myself. I went there during the weekday, you know, had my own popcorn. So I was there to take everything in and I was taking it as much as possible. And down to the movements of the characters where the, the swagger and the confidence that each character had coming from just how many years in the game they were. It's like to Gwen's, like she's stopping on a dime on his hippie toes. The first Peter Parker before he dies, like the confidence of of what he was doing as a superhero was was a really nice attention to detail. Like when he was about to jump off uh, the, the, Gat, the Gatling or the, the, uh, the, the banister, mm-hmm. and he had this little swagger and like the flick of this wrist, like, yeah, I've been here, I've done that, but I still enjoy doing it. Even, even the older Parker, you know, it's like, when he wasn't hunching over and belly distended, like when he was in that suit doing what he's doing, there's this confidence to it that whoever directed the movements, you know, kudos to them because even Kingpin, like his movements, and, and like he was like a big fridge. That's all he was, you know, to him cracking his knuckles, like playing with his hands when he was nervous. Like, wow. Like it was really, really, really well thought out. Yeah. They made a, they made a lot, uh, uh, a very, concerted effort to make sure every character felt different uh Mm -hmm. to kind of roll it back to the original question my favorite spider-man and it's always been this is noir spider-man really Uh, yes um i love i love weird pulp adventure stories i love uh lovecraftian stories and i feel like noir spider-man fits in there perfectly and then you couple it with nick cage just just <laughs> chewing the screen whenever his voice is like he's not oh. doing full-on nick cage he's doing like he it you almost don't realize it's nick cage mm-hmm. but it's such a perfect voice for him and just his kind of amazement with the rubik's cube and his introduction uh, oh, is in all black and white and very uh like newsreel mm-hmm. like i love all that and then he's like he has that almost this old Batman nineteen sixties vibe mm-hmm. to him. Yep. It's just I love I love all of it. And uh his outfit, he's a detective. He's mm-hmm. he's dressed as a, a spider detective, basically. So it's uh it's everything that I love in, in weird stories. And I I wish there was like a short of just that, of just Noir Spider Man Nick Cage. Like if they were to say uh after this movie we're going to split all these characters out into their own short films. The mm-hmm. noir Spider-Man one would be the one that I would be looking most forward to. Guaranteed, given two years, that's exactly what's going to have to—not have to happen. That will will happen. You know, like uh, um, How to Train a Dragon. Mm-hmm. You know, their television—they have their television series now. But like, getting spinning back around to uh, Spider-Man Noir, I loved love the small little existential crisis he had when he realized he couldn't see color. <laughs> And he's on the couch, like what? It's like what's going? What do you mean? You know, there's other colors. Like it was, it was so crazy. Yeah, he's like, this mm-hmm. is gray. Like, nope. <laughs> <I was> like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? 
Uh, and the fact that he actually solves the Rubik's cube. Yes. And then he has it in the little case and he's like celebrating. Imagine the amount of dedication he had to take to actually line up every single shade of gray that he saw to get it. It's, uh, it's great. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, um, my, my, sorry. Uh, My mind just trailed off real quick. Yeah. Never mind. Pull back. So we've covered. Uh, kind of the art style, the story, our favorite Spider-Man. What is your favorite scene? Um, I'll let you think. I'll give you. Yeah, yeah. Say so you go ahead first because uh, definitely have an answer. So there is a uh, an action scene. I think it's uh, what is it? Middle of the movie where all the Spider People are fighting uh, the Prowler. And mm-hmm. Scorpion and someone else, uh, Doc Ock. And Prowler takes off after Miles. The Prowler has this amazing soundtrack yes. that accompanies him. Mm-hmm. It's like a horror movie. He's, he, the Prowler becomes this kind of monster where he's always right behind you. Anytime the Prowler's following Miles... And you get a glimpse of his face. They do this really hard, like, screech. Mm-hmm. And it's very effective to show how terrified Miles is of this Prowler character. Mm-hmm. And in that scene where Miles has to transport this, uh, what is it, the flash drive away from the house or something. And he's being the, chased. The, the dongle? Not the dongle. What was it? Uh, so they had, they had, he had a special name for it. The, the, the goober, yes, goober. <laughs> where he had to kind of he had to get uh, get away from the prowler, and this chase culminates in Miles figuring out who the prowler is, and then you know having this kind of emotional scene between the prowler, uh, his father, and him. I love that scene because it kind of brings together kind of the the, the weird horror movie aspect of it. Like every mm-hmm. scene with the prowler is is like a horror movie horror inside this movie, and then. It culminates in this really emotional, you know, exchange between three people, and it's uh, I love that that scene, mm-hmm. and so and the fighting scene that that kind of comes right before that chase. It's all it's all amazing. I love it. Say, so, um, getting back to the the, the prowler, <clears throat> excuse me, the the sound like it's like I wanted I didn't know what to fit into conversation, but that was one of the first things I wanted to talk about when we first spoke about earlier this week was once again, the attention to detail where, you know, uh, I had Brewer send me a video of how they did the the sound mixing for this movie. Mm-hmm. And it was literally just taking snippets from the actual soundtrack and just looping them in. And with a, there's a, he literally, uh, the DJ literally had a mixing table with him and scratching in those, those uh, sounds to get those sound effects. Right. And, yeah, the introduction to Prowler, like hearing that music come back around, was pretty good. Yeah, he has a he has a great soundtrack. I, 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 I want to go back and watch the movie in a better seat, but in the same <laughs> theater because the music like makes the seat vibrate. But I was sitting off center. I want to sit like dead center all the way in the back next time, uh, just to get the full uh, vibe. Yep. Did you figure out your favorite scene? Yes, uh, the introduction introduction of Doc Ock. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that was really. Good. I was say I wasn't expecting that. That was a really, really nice surprise. Yeah, it was. It was, um, <laughs> especially the fact that they kind of introduce her earlier on in the film. She's in the background on a video uh, that Miles's class is watching, <laughs> and then he meets her, and then she basically just unveils herself as Doc Ock, and I, 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 I audibly went, "Oh." <laughs> I I did the exact same thing. The exact yeah, was, same thing. It was great. Yeah. Uh what was her name? Ivy? Uh Octavia. Was it Octavia? Yeah, it was Octavia, wasn't it? I don't so know. It something, it's something it was something very close to, to Doc Ock's name, full name. Yeah. Yeah, they <clears> say, Don't do do your friends call you Doc Ock? And she says, No, my friends call me Ivy. My enemies call me Doc Ock or something like that. Ah, uh, okay, okay. It was a nice exchange. It was something like that. I can't remember her name. I'll and I'd look it up, but I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm trying to as we speak. It's not really working. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, uh, well, they call her Doctor Octo, uh, Doctor Otto. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a great scene, and watching kind of Miles have to learn how to swing, and that whole that whole scene beforehand really demonstrates kind of where older Peter's head is, where he's like, grab a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> And then they start shooting at them, and they th- he goes, he has a bagel. Like he took a bagel, and they start shooting at him. Like that's the the catalyst for them to start shooting at two spider people. Mm-hmm. And then they that person gets hit in the head with it with the same bagel. So it was pretty fun. This movie is really funny, and it's it's stock full of just stuff that yeah. we can literally break this up into. We can break it up by the minute if you wanted to, and have those episodes be half an hour long each. Like, the amount of detail packed into this was crazy. I mean, it's like, like, how do you even continue to gush about this, like, before it becomes annoying? You know? Well, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna stop gushing now, but you, <laughs> you'll, you'll, if you're listening, you'll either have seen this movie, or you've paused it, gone to see it, and then you've come back to start listening, but either way, you should go see this film. Um, yes! It's a, it's an amazing accomplishment from Marvel, uh, especially as a person who has recently found out how much they love DC. Like I'm a very big DC head, mm-hmm. and my biggest uh, love of DC is all the animation that they've done. You know, it's like Batman the animated series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Young Justice, Teen Titans. My daughter loves Teen Titans Go. Like my life have, has did been. Did you see the movie? Sorry. Which which I... movie? Teen Titans Go to the movies. I saw it last night. It's wonderful. It's an amazing movie. It has the most kind of DC references of any other movie. And they treat a lot of those characters, you know, with gravitas, they, they, which is weird. Yeah, they, they know the characters. Like, you can tell people, even though this is a kid's cartoon, you can tell that they care about the 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 story. They care about the characters, even down to uh, the, the, the people from beyond. You know, that, that's a deep pull. Like, that's a deep reference. But they still manage to pull it off and have it be funny, but still respectful of the characters. But yeah, that's that's a whole other thing right there. But yeah, like, see, the DC knows animation. They they have it down pat. All their animated movies, well, not all, but uh, the vast majority of their animated movies are either classics or just fun to watch. Like, Flashpoint is an amazing animated movie. Yes. Marvel hasn't had one of those, right? Like, they've had 
good animated movies, but a, a lot of it has been kind of derivative of DC. This yeah. Spider-Verse breaks that mold, just gives them something new, this whole 3D comic book come to life thing. So it was a, I, I felt a, a shift in, you know, how the animated movies are going to be viewed. Like there's a clear defined line now between like Marvel's going to be like, yep, we'll do this. And DC, mm-hmm. you do that. Um, what's your final thoughts on kind of Spider-Verse? What if, if uh, let's say a friend of yours that you haven't seen in a while said, Hey, should I see Spider-Verse? What, what would be your one thing to kind of convince them to go see it? They're like, I'm on the fence. It's like, it's visually stunning. That's really what it comes down to me. You know, it, nothing, it, say, it was vivid, but nothing ever became overbearing. You know, and from a, you know, it's your typical superhero story, but told in such an imaginative way that you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't go see it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So that's our review or reaction to Into the Spider-Verse. Please go see it. Give Marvel your money. They uh they make good stuff for you to enjoy. Let's clear up some housekeeping right now. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at SuperBlackOrg. You can find Dan where? On Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, uh, The Basement Monster. Just type that in. A person will come up. On Instagram, I have two accounts. One at The Carnival Prince, which is my book we released last year. still up for sale. If you last made a bir- uh, Christmas present, go for it. And the basement monster, the underscore basement underscore monster on Instagram. Thank you guys for listening to everything this year. We really appreciate it. Please continue to support the podcast and the website. Hit up superblack.co for more content. Thank you all for listening. This has been Super Black. See you later, guys. Full stop.